Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's run out to the SDCCU fan hotline. Joining us right now, the voice of the Toronto Raptors who are going on to the NBA Finals, Eric Smith, our special guest here on 97.3 The Fan. Eric, how are you? Congratulations on getting to the finals. I appreciate that. How are you doing? We're doing great down here. Um, give us your thoughts on this hard-fought series and just how special the season of Raptors basketball has been. Yeah, it's, it, it's been a wild ride, no doubt. Uh, you know, it's uh, 24 years in the making, uh, 25th anniversary season for Toronto next season, and a, a first taste at the finals uh, in franchise history. And it's 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 no doubt been a wild ride for, you know, almost 12 months now, the better part of, a, a you know, just shy of a year since the acquisition of Kawhi Leonard. This this team over the last almost three-quarters of a decade now has been uh, one of the best, if not the best, team in the Eastern Conference. But they haven't been able to crack through. Of course, they ran into LeBron James for a number of years, and uh, furthest they ever got was one conference finals and made it to game six. But to ultimately be able to, to bust through, to get into the finals, to now have a chance, and obviously uh, not exactly a – an easy order trying to go up against a team in the finals for a fifth straight year and, and one of the greatest all-time dynasties in the Warriors. But uh, I think for the Raptors, uh, they're not walking into this saying, okay, the job's done. Uh, we're just happy to be here. But there is still a bit of a sense, I think, even with the fans, where this is gravy. You know, we've never been here before. So to be here is an accomplishment itself. But now that we're here, let's just don't, you know, bow down. Let's see if we can actually take this thing and put a scare into the Warriors. So what has been different this year for the Warriors? Obviously no LeBron James in the East and Kawhi Leonard, but what else has been different? Because this is a different team. This doesn't seem like the the, the Raptors seems of the past. Uh, well, I, I will say this, and I, and, and I got to preface this by saying I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm, I got the red and white, you know, Raptor pom-poms out here. The one thing I'll say, though, that, that the, um, I guess the, the knock on the Raptors, as you just said it, is it doesn't seem like the same old Raptors. To me, what what the what what really went down wrong with the Raptors over the last X number of years, and I already said it, you just mentioned it as well, it was LeBron James. So it, losing to LeBron and bowing out in the East wasn't something that was just a Raptor issue. The Celtics didn't beat him. The Sixers didn't beat him. The Pacers didn't beat him. The Bulls didn't beat him. The, the list goes on. LeBron James, whether it be in Cleveland, Miami, or Cleveland, ran roughshod over the Eastern Conference for basically a decade. So it's not as though the Raptors were the only one that weren't cracking through in the East. LeBron was beating everyone. So that said, no doubt LeBron being gone helped. But at the same time, clearly it was, you know, your hometown guy, Kawhi Leonard, joining the team, one of the top three, five players in the NBA. Uh, but I also think it was another year of experience for Fred Van Vliet, for Pascal Siakam. It was Serge Ibaka coming off the bench as opposed to maybe playing in a starter's role and how that suited him a little bit better. And certainly then the, the late-season trade deadline or just before the trade deadline, uh, you, know, uh, you know, right before the few hours before the acquisition uh, of, of Mark Gasol. And when you can roll out a starting five for the last couple of months of the season that has two former defensive players of the year in Mark Gasol and Kawhi Leonard, 
and an all-defensive team guy in uh, Dane, let alone put, putting a bulldog-type player out there like Kyle Lowry. Um, that's a pretty damn good team, and a certainly very good defensive team, but a team that can be as potent on the offensive end with the various weapons they have. So it's, it's you know, the best team on paper we've seen. Clearly it's the best team on the floor we've seen based on how far they've gone, and it's a very balanced team that I think can beat you in a lot of different ways. We're talking right now with Eric Smith, voice of the Toronto Raptors, joining us on the SDCCU Fan Hotline. All right, you alluded to it, Aztec for life, Kawhi Leonard. Things didn't finish the way he would have liked in San Antonio. Lots of people questioning him. Nobody questioning him now. So I want to ask you, give us a context of how important, how much he's made this run for the Raptors possible. He's been everything. I mean, take nothing away from Gasol and Lowry and, and the rest and Siak and the contributions they've made. You could make a case where they wouldn't have won this game without Lowry. They wouldn't have won that game without Siakam. But clearly, the guy who has been their MVP in this postseason run. And listen, over the course of the year, you, you can't deny his importance and how good he's been. He was, you know, all all NBA and all defensive, uh, you know, NBA as well. Even in spite of the fact that he didn't play in, in 22 games, he had a hell of a season. But during this postseason run, for all the talk about load management in the regular season and the games that he did miss. Nobody's talking about load management right now when he's going out and playing 40, 45, 52 minutes in a double overtime game, uh, you know, earlier in the in the Milwaukee series. Uh, he has been the best player on the floor for Toronto, night in, night out, uh, a guy who can carry you on the offensive end, a guy who I think has gotten better uh, in terms of his three-point shooting, better in terms of his athleticism, just better as a scorer overall than what we even saw in San Antonio. I think that's in large part because he doesn't have Duncan and Ginobili and Parker around him. He is the focal point. He is the go-to guy. But then, of course, on the defensive end, I think he's the best defensive player in the league. Uh, there's there's nobody that I would say I, I would say that I, I'm not willing to trust Kawhi Leonard to go against. He can change the the tone of the game uh, with the way that he plays on the defensive end of the floor. I, I, I think you know he's a rugged rebounder. He clearly is incredible in terms of his hands and getting after loose balls and stealing balls and forcing defenders, and uh, he's just incredible to watch. Uh, and I think he's evolved as a player to be even better than he, than he was uh, as a spur. So I, I can't say enough good things, and I will say watching him up close and personal, as I'm sure you guys have going back to the college days and whatnot, there's a major difference between watching a player of that caliber on television versus 10 feet away calling the games on the court in person. Uh, it's 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 incredible to see what this guy does on a night to night basis. So, Eric, do you do you think that there is a, a marriage, a long term marriage there in Toronto, or do you think that that maybe this is the one season you guys get him and, and he takes? I mean, do you think there's a good chance that he resigns? You know, I, I'll tell you this. I think first of all, I think nobody knows other than Kawhi and, and maybe Uncle Dennis, uh, and, and that's if the decision's even been made already. Uh, he has kept things close to the vest all season, but I would say. I think the opportunity or the chance is better now than it was back in training camp or even back when the deal went down last summer. Uh, I don't know what number, what percentage you want to throw on it, uh, but I, if you'd asked me this back in you know October in training camp, I would have said there's a greater likelihood he leaves than he stays. But I also did say, and you, you just have to trust me on this without hearing the take, I, I said I think that if you make it to the conference finals, dare I say make it to the NBA finals, dare I say win the NBA finals, I think clearly your case only gets stronger. You're playing, I think, in, and I, I kind of hesitate to say this, a slightly easier conference. I don't think it's as, as vast the difference as it used to be, East versus West, 
but I think you're playing in a slightly easier conference. You've had an entire year to build chemistry, not just with your teammates, not just with your coaches, but I think even more importantly with the training staff, with the medical staff that has clearly given everything you've needed and wanted with rest and the load management and taking care of your body. Do you want to set the reset button and go do that again with another team and a brand-new organization and relearn all of that and relearn the trust and regain the trust and all that, let alone the fact that, oh, yeah, you can make five years in Toronto versus four years somewhere else. You can make higher percentage increases, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, equating to, what, 50, 60-plus million dollars. The ultimate X factor, I think, Bill, that comes down to it, and you guys could speak better to it than I could. I, I mean, hell, I'd, I'd love to visit San Diego and day. It's one place <laughs> I, I still haven't been, one of, the, one of the few places in North America that I have not been yet. Uh, and that's coming from a guy, strangely enough, in Toronto that grew up as a San Diego Padres fan and wore number 19 as a kid because I love Tony Gwynn. Um, I can't account for being close to home, wanting to be close to family. If that's all the stuff I said about chemistry, about comfort, about trust, about money, if the dude just simply wants to go back home to Southern California to be close to friends and family, Toronto can't help with that. That's just something that's in your heart. That's something that's in your head, and you can't compete with that, and that's his personal decision. So uh, that's, that's the uh, again, the trump card that maybe uh, is, is going to matter more than anything else. So, I, you know, it's anybody's guess right now. You know, and we're talking right now with Eric Smith, play-by-play voice of the Toronto Raptors. That makes you a San Diego homeboy. I mean, I'm thinking we might have to get a care package of San Diego stuff just to send you after telling us that you wore number 19 as a kid. I mean, that's awesome. Okay, I'll, I'll send you the pictures of me in my Little League jerseys. Tony Gwynn was my guy. I've still got, to this day, I've still got the old blue. I mean, I know we're, we're talking about the brown and the gold and, and, and the fryer, the swinging fryer and everything else and all that. But to me, the best uniform ever was the blue hat with the orange and the white and, and, and the pinstripes with the orange and the blue on the front. I've still got the hat. It's, it's so worn out and tattered up and everything else. I've tried to find it online. Uh, I, I can't seem to find it anymore. That, to me, was the best Padres logo, the best color scheme ever. And I'm telling you, Tony Gwynn's my guy, number 19. And my son now, he's nine years old, and he wears 19 just because Dad wore 19, but he doesn't really understand why Dad wore 19. That is awesome. Tony Gwynn Jr. is our afternoon show host. I'm going to ask Tony, we need to get you a 394 Pale Ale t-shirt to uh, to sport up there in Toronto. <laughs> hey, let me ask you real quick, uh, going back to the NBA Finals, how does Toronto beat Golden State? Um, I think it's going to start clearly on the defensive end of the floor, and that might sound obvious, and it might also sound uh, like, well, easier said than done. When you think about Toronto right now in the postseason, number one defensive rating overall, number one in opponents' points per game, number two in opponents' field goal percentage, number three in opponents' three-point field goal percentage. They've been incredible defensively, but number one in offense and number one in pretty much every offensive category, Golden State. I don't think you can get into a scoring battle with this team and try and beat them 127 to 125. I think you've got to find a way to slow them down. I will say, and again, at the risk of sounding like a homer here, I think they match up well against this team. Uh, They have a ton of talent, no doubt. All world talent in in Golden State. But when I think about, you know, can Lowry slow down uh, Steph Curry? Is Kawhi going to go up against Draymond, or would you put him on Clay Thompson, can Siakam, you know, kind of a, a poor man's version right now, a very young version of a Draymond Green who can shoot the three, who can play defense, who can beat guys off the bounce, who can guard, guard multiple positions. Can you play uh, Ibaka 
under, you know, uh, uh, you know, in lineups against uh, Draymond Green. I'll take my chances with Gasol up against Andrew Bogut or Kevon Looney. Obviously, the X factor is, does Kevin Durant play at any point in this series? And what's the impact of DeMarcus Cousins if he does play in game one or at any point in this series? Because that certainly changes the, uh, the landscape and changes a lot of the matchups. But I think Toronto, if they can bring it defensively, if they can slow down the transition game, that's going to be the key. They can't give up those second-chance opportunities and allow Golden State multiple looks at the hoop, multiple possessions, and, of course, get them out running. If you can slow them down and try and control the pace, I think that's your best chance to win the series. Eric, we appreciate you joining us. One last thing, and we're boys now because you're a Tony Gwynn fan, so this, we're saying this with, without poking fun or being uh, talk show hosts in America that are kind of smart, Alex. you got to explain to us, what's the deal with Drake walking all over the floor whenever he wants? We talked a lot about that down here. What's his relationship? What kind of pass does he have that he can actually walk on the floor and touch the coach during the game? Well, I'll tell you um... – Here's the thing. Listen, I, I've made and I've talked a lot about this. Cause I, as you can imagine, I've done a ton of different talk shows around North America the last couple of days, couple of weeks even. And it's been a hot topic, no doubt, with pretty much everybody. I'll say this. The shoulder rub, that's, that's on a different level. Now, Nick Nurse says he didn't even feel it. He didn't know what was going on. He was so locked into the game, it lasted about a second and a half. He was just kind of, you know, had the, had the blinders on and didn't even notice it. The up and down or the back and forth and the standing and the screaming, I don't necessarily think that's any worse than what we've seen Spike Lee doing for the last 20, 25 years in New York and getting into it with multiple different players on the floor, uh, most specifically Reggie Miller, and hell, even building a side career out of it with Mars Blackman and Michael Jordan going back in the day of the Nike marketing campaign. I don't see a major difference there. But the one difference with Drake, I suppose, is the Raptors – you know, pardon the analogy of the punt or whatever. I can't think of a better way to say it. They're in bed with this guy in the sense that there is a synergy, a partnership with him in that you you put him on the payroll X number of years ago. I don't know if they literally cut him a check or if it's just sort of a, a token thing, but he is recognized as the Raptors' global ambassador. They held a press conference for the guy. Masai Ujiri was standing side-by-side, shoulder-to-shoulder. This is our global ambassador. He is part of our organization. Drake and his OVO brand, his clothing line, his, his, his brand with the owl, I'm sure you guys are aware of that, he bought the naming rights earlier this year to the Raptors practice facility. If you go online and Google it, the Raptors practice facility is called the OVO Athletic Center. And on the outside, on the wall, is the Raptor logo right beside the Drake owl, which is his emblem, his logo for the, for the OVO brand. The Raptors have two jerseys that have been designed or inspired by Drake and the OVO brand. The black one trimmed in gold and the white one trimmed in gold. Those alternate jerseys, you know, there was no black, there was no gold before the Drake stuff came around. So when you're in, in such partnership, partnership excuse me, and synergy with this guy, I think you're going to kind of say, yeah, man, whatever, that's your courtside seat. It's 10 feet from the bench. If you want to get up and down and go crazy and whatever else, you got a long leash, man. Do what you will. So, uh, the fact that we're talking about it is, you know, no, no news is good news, I suppose. Well, you know, any, any, uh, any press is good press, I suppose. And I, I think it's all kind of good in a, in, a, in a weird way for the Raptors. Hey, Eric, we appreciate you taking some time uh, joining us this morning. Best of luck to you. Hold on just a second. I want to get your address because we're going uh, to send one of those uh, Tony Gwynn uh, Pale Ale uh, 394 shirts your way. 
Listen, you, you don't have to do that, but I, I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So I will stay on the line, but thanks for the offer, guys. I All appreciate right. that. Thank you so much. Eric Smith, play-by-play voice of the Raptors. So the OVO is right on the side of the building. By the way, Eric uh, joined us on the SDCCU fan hotline. SDCCU has low mortgage loan rates, equal housing opportunity. Uh, apply now at SDCCU.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.